Welcome back to Points and Doings, episode eight, week, going into week six of the NFL season. Cheese, always with me. Tyler, absent today. I'm Travis. How you doing today, Cheese? I'm doing just fine. Travis, unfortunately, Tyler cannot be with us today because he's out uh, with the unfortunate. Center. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate for him, you know, and and on the heels of some more bad news for Tyler fantasy. He's he's losing his mind over here. Le'Veon Bell literally a couple hours ago, I got a couple hours ago, just got traded. He did not just get traded. He got released. So he, <sighs> he he's not even on a team. Excuse me. My fault released a lot, a lot of stuff going on right now. I just got done eating some tacos and I, I got some new sauce that has um, it's ghost pepper sauce. And I put a little bit too much on the last two. So I'm still losing it a little bit. That's okay. Travis, we, we, I'll hold your hand and we can, we can get through this. Even though Tyler's <laughs> not here. I know Tyler is kind of like your Jamie, you know, you, you tell him to just do whatever the hell, you got to do but i'll i'll figure it out i'll do some things for you yeah no so Le'Veon bell got released so while we're on this subject right now what do you think is going to happen with Le'Veon bell i mean we've kind of seen this move coming for a long time him and adam gase really haven't been getting along too well i mean the news literally came out this morning i think that's why you kind of got confused is because there was news that they were looking to trade him and maybe they kind of went around called everybody and they didn't really want him or didn't want to give up enough for him so they were just like you know what it's not worth it. We're just going to release you. And then from a fantasy perspective, I mean, Tyler does have him. I don't know what he's going to do with them, but it doesn't seem like there's any viable options out there for Bell to fit in and be productive right away. It's truly the wrong week to be dropped because all the teams that have had injuries that needed guys like the Giants and like Carolina have all found guys out there that that now that they don't need an extra running back and the other teams that did lose people like this week, like we're going to talk about in a little, well, we can talk about it now. Minnesota uh, may have an injury in Delvin cook, but Alexander Madsen's stepping right up. So they don't really need to bring in Lev bell. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it with Adrian Peterson. He got dropped signs with the lions. He steps right in. We didn't think maybe he was going to be the third guy or just like, a veteran presence there to kind of help him out. Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he's had the issues with the Steelers. He has Now he has the issues with the Jets. Maybe people don't want to bring him in because he has some sort of issue over there. So I think he might be kind of in the same boat as Devontae Freeman was, that no one's going to want to pay him. And he might just have to sit out the rest of the year and just kind of see where everything plays out next year. Yeah, I think he... I think the, the the thing about like I I don't disagree with what he did in Pittsburgh, and we're getting into real football talk, so I'll try and make this brief. I don't disagree with what he did in in Pittsburgh, but what has transpired in New York with the Jets, like I'm still surprised Adam Gase is getting picked all over, over all the rest of these guys. It's amazing to me. Yeah, I mean. I don't really see him if we're talking strictly football, like real football. I don't know who is like, if there's a team out there that needs him, I think people, you have your guys already in house that you're going to use it from a fantasy fantasy perspective. I mean, I mean, he's probably just been sitting on your bench for the, this whole year because he's been hurt. So maybe hold on to him for a week and maybe see what's going on. Cause I think for right. I mean, it all depends on who's on your roster. If you have Dalvin cook and you don't have Alexander Madison and you're trying to get him then yeah, you can drop Lev bell for Madison, but I think maybe hold on to him for just a week just to see, but I don't really think anything's going to happen with them. 
Yeah, that's that's the issue is when we start talking about like real football, it still impacts when we have negative things to say. That's for sure. So real quick before I got some more headlines, uh, some more highlights. But uh, even though this week, because of uh, the game that just transpired tonight and the Bills and Titans game, which we'll talk about, just ended. Um, waiver wires are pushed back a week, but we're going to still front load the end of the uh, front load this with some waiver wire pickups. So real quick, few guys, do you have any few uh, any guys you're looking at? I mean, I'm not looking at anyone in specific thus far, but I do have Dalvin Cook. He seemingly won't play this week. We're still kind of iffy on what's going on with him. He has a growing strain. And I, I kind of wanted to pose this question, just maybe a philosophical question, Travis. Are you the guy who will draft insurance? Because I w- kind of went out of my way to get Madsen because I had Dalvin Cook. Are you a guy that kind of likes to do that to maybe, you know, he's going to pr- take up roster spot up for a majority of the season. But in case something like this happens, you, you're good. So that's a very loaded question because in like, it depends the guy you're, you're, you're getting and the draft capital at what you're spending. I think Dalvin Cook being as he's been injured before uh, different guys who have maybe like a Melvin Gordon or guy, other guys that are injury prone. If you're going to draft them and take high stock in them, then I think you should look into taking the uh, handcuff for him, the backup for him. Um, unless somebody goes out of their way and drafts them too high. That's the only time it's like, you don't want to waste that higher pick, maybe a mid-level pick on a backup guy is going to sit on your bench most of the, most of the season, just to handcuff a guy. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's only like a few guys out there that you need to go pick up. Cause I think like Tony Pollard out there in Dallas, Latavius Murray in new Orleans, there's only a few like real true handcuffs that you want to go pick up. But I think mm-hmm. Alexander Madsen that we're seeing, I mean, this past week, both of them kind of played a half and Madison, he went off. He had more rushing yards than cook. So he's definitely a viable running back, whether it be for just one week or for, you know, a few weeks, if anything were to happen with cook. I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, from the quarterback position, a guy I'm looking this week is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now everybody's probably going to jump on Ryan Fitzpatrick because the way he just beat up on the hurt Niners. Yeah, I get it, but he's only on 20% of leagues and he's playing a very favorite match going up against the jets this week. So if you need a quarterback, cause I think there's like, uh, I forget which teams are on by this coming week. Um, yeah, but the Saints and the Saints. yeah, the Seahawks. So Russell Wilson and Drew Brees don't, and Cam Newton. Who knows what's going on with him? So there's some key quarterbacks out this week. Exactly. So Ryan Fitzpatrick slide right into the lineup. Um, also with another injury that's coming from Kansas City with uh, Sammy Watkins comes out of the game. Um, you have to go pick up Miko Hardman. He's owned in 38% of leagues, but if he's out there, I mean, like we've talked about Chiefs players all season long and how important they are to be played as long as they're going to be those guys. And without Sammy Watkins, Michael Hardman's the number two guy, basically. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think I've said this multiple times, the only guys I really trust in that offense, because they spread it around so much, they have so many weapons, is 
you know, Hill, Kelsey, and CH, which CH slipping just a little bit. I'm I'm still confident that he'll be good, but I think Michael Hardman is a guy to, especially because there's buys. So I think when it comes to trying to fit him in, I think he is a guy that could fill in, but maybe as a flex wide receiver two option out there. Exactly. And the, the, like I said, these are all waiver wire. If you need the guy, these aren't guys you're looking to keep on this uh, on your team all season and start them every week. Guys just to fill and they're going to play Buffalo and Buffalo's held everybody tight except for today's game. But <laughs> um, also LaVisca, how do you say his name? LaVisca Chenault Jr. from um, uh, Jacksonville. Wide receiver from Jacksonville is only 32% of leagues. They're going to play the Detroit Tigers, and he's been showing himself to be number two guy yeah, over there in Jacksonville. You me, Travis. You call them the, the Tigers. They're playing oh, the Lions. Oh, I did call them the Tigers. Jesus Christ, I'm losing it. Hot sauce got to me. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. The Lions. They're going to play the Lions. But we know the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing behind. They're playing close shootouts. Um. They need to spread the ball, and you uh, you know you you kind of want those guys now. And seeing somebody other than DJ Chark come out of there is very promising. Yeah, DJ Chark has kind of struggled a little bit this year. He's dealing with some injuries, even when he's on the field. He hasn't been too particularly productive out there. So I think when he's on the field, he's going to get a lot of the attention because of the name value. So I think Chenault is another guy out there who's going to uh, you know take advantage of being single covered because he has a a big time wide receiver with them. Yes, sir. And besides Madsen, uh, running backs, Ch- running back Chase Edmonds, he's owned in like half leagues. And I've already talked about him once, but he's starting to outshine Kenyon Drake more and more. And then uh, owning of only 7% of leagues. I like the Packers playing Tampa Bay this coming week. If you need a defensive stream. So uh, we can talk, uh, quarterbacks i want to go back to that because we did have a very serious injury we had dak prescott and i think he's one of those guys who you maybe only had dak prescott and that was completely it i was just gonna bring that up buddy good thinking (laughs) so i was wondering this might kind of bleed a little more into real football but what do you think if you had dak prescott what's your thoughts on just switching him out for andy dalton i think if you have dak prescott and you're and uh, andy dalton is a very viable option for you just to switch right out um Let's face it, the Dallas Cowboys defense is absolutely terrible. They're giving up a ton of points. They're they're consistently playing from behind and they're having to air the ball out. They're not they're trying to run the ball more, but not really. And let's face they have, you know, three really good fucking wide receivers and what's shown to be a good tight end. Andy Dalton should be able to stand in the pocket a little bit and spread the ball around to these guys. I think if anything, this affects Michael Gallup more in a positive light because of the attention to Mari Cooper is going to be paid and CD lamb. Now I think, and we've seen that late in the game when Andy Dalton did come in, Michael Gallup got a couple looks for him and they look like they had some connection going there. So I can see Michael Gallup coming up and becoming a flex option again. Well, the only reason Michael Gallup is going to be going off now is because Tyler just traded Michael Gallup away. So now that he hasn't, he doesn't have him on his team anymore. He's going to start producing. We can give him shit for it. Exactly. But no, Andy Dalton for sure is a guy uh, that, but that if you had Dak Prescott, you might as well just swap him right out. Yeah. I got to agree with you. I think Andy Dalton, probably the best backup 
in the league. And I think he's sneaky athletic. I think you can kind of compare him to uh, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, we saw him run a little bit uh, in the game today against the Bills. So I think Andy Dalton, if plug and play, I think maybe this week I do, as you said, Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Jets. That's a good streaming often streaming option for this week. But I think people are going to try to pick up Dalton maybe for the namesake value and because – I. Definitely don't expect him to be what Dak Prescott was in the beginning of the season. But I think from a throwing perspective, he can definitely throw the ball and he can get you a few rushing yards when he needs to. Well, that's the thing, too, is like we talk about like putting him right in for Dak Prescott. We're like, you don't have to go. If you have Dak Prescott, you can you should you should be going out and getting Andy Dalton this week. But you that doesn't mean you have to start Andy Dalton like you would Dak Prescott. You can go and find a streaming option at quarterback and plug that guy in. And then after next week, really evaluate what Andy Dalton's worth is. And if you need to go out of your way and do something different. Yeah, because Brian Fitzpatrick, he might be producing, but he might not be a quarterback, a starting quarterback for very much longer. Exactly. Like he's been performing well all season. And this is why he's the first time I'm mentioning now because he's kind of wishy-washy, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't stay steady with him. You know, I wouldn't plan to marry that guy or anything. I just, I'm just going to fuck him for this week. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. I feel it. And then, uh, Gardner Minshew, he's a guy who's out there, but I think he's over 50%, so he might not be available in your league. I think he's had a sneaky good season, and I got to give you some props, Travis. You've been leading the bandwagon for Justin Herbert. He produces once again. So I mean, uh, uh, another I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it up more tomorrow on the Trap Door podcast when I just stop talking about it. it's just it's ridiculous to me. He is a fucking guy, and I the record does not indicate. That's all. I mean, I'm from say. a fantasy from a fantasy perspective, only like. Cam Newton, Patrick Mahomes have done what he's done in his first few games. He's a fucking guy. I'm telling you, I can't wait to, I can't wait to draft him in like the fourth round next year. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, All right. So we talked about Dalvin cook. What do you think of the chase Claypool um, four TDs going on in, in Pittsburgh? And what do you think that spells out for that wide receiver core or just that offense in general for the rest of the season? I I would definitely would not expect Chase Claypool to go off like that, but he was implemented and, you know, he scored like a rushing touchdown, like a pitch type play. So they're definitely implementing him, not just in the passing game, but kind of in the run game as well. And I think, you know, he's only owned in 9% of leagues in ESPN. So go scoop him up maybe throw him on your bench maybe don't expect him you know this week or next week to do what he did last week so maybe hold on to him just to maybe see see it again but I think he's definitely I mean we saw it with Justin Jefferson over there in the Vikings he was a little quiet early on in the season went off for a game and now he's definitely a steady option as a flex option I think Chase Claypool can be that guy in uh, Pittsburgh yeah, so this is one of those things that's going to be rough because if you don't basically have one, number one or number two waiver priority in your league, you're not getting this guy. Everybody's looking at him. His name's all over the fucking place. And I think I th- I think for good reason. He's sliding into the number one role, and they're going to bump uh, Juju Smith back into a slot role. So I think this helps actual Juju Smith guys better. I think after a couple weeks of Claypool going off here, they're going to have to send safety help over the top to him. That's going to open up Juju for a ton more on offense. So I'm not saying like this week, maybe, maybe the week after next, I think Juju ends up having 
a better rest of the season because Claypool opens up. Yeah, I mean, that, we see this with the Chiefs. They have so many options that you can't just double everybody. So it's only a matter of time for maybe one week Hill goes off, one week Kelsey will go off, or some random third-string wide receiver that no one's playing. So I, I think it's very similar in Pittsburgh that, uh, I mean, with Claypool, with uh, with Juju, and with Deion Johnson, who knows what's going on with him. I mean, they Deontay, got a lot of guys. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Johnson, whatever. They got hey, a lot hey, of guys out hey, there. You got me earlier. I got you this time, brother. They, you know, they got so many weapons out there. I think Big Ben, from a perspective, from fantasy perspective, he's all right. Don't know if you're going to want to start him, but I think the wide receivers out there are uh, definitely the way to go. Because I think also with the running backs over there, a little confusing to see what they're doing. James Conner and Benny Snell, yeah, who knows? I mean, it seems like it's been James Conner, but it's only about time. And that offense is kind of just doing whatever it needs to just get enough over the hump of the team they're playing. Um, okay. Big, big news. Dan Quinn is fired from the Atlanta Falcons. How does this affect Atlanta's offense? What do you think, Jeez? So I'm not like completely in the Atlanta locker room, knowing exactly how everything goes in terms of play calling and stuff like that. But I I don't know exactly if it's going to affect it too, too much. I mean, we did see this past week with the firing of, Bill O'Brien, the GM and the head coach that the Texans came out. They were good, but it didn't seem like they were a completely new team. Now it's only a week, so maybe it's more for the long haul. But I think the Falcons, they have the weapons. They should be a good team. They've been blowing all these leads. I mean, I don't know how much you really put that on the players, how much you put on the coach. I, I think that the offense will still produce. I think Matt Ryan is definitely more of a question mark than the head coaching decisions and the weapons around him. I think Matt Ryan has kind of fallen off a little bit. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan, for sure. I mean, he's still productive as your, you know, uh, as your fantasy quarterback and whatnot. And so is everybody else pretty much on that offense. I mean, a lot of people are upset about um, Calvin Ridley, not getting enough attention or who, or Julio Jones, but like guys who listened and picked up Russell Gage on waivers and been running him in and out of flex options are having a good time. And guys who went and picked up uh, Todd Gurley's over there, right? Todd Gurley at the wrong. I got the right running back. Talk about Brian Hill. Brian Hill's the backup to Todd Gurley. Really? Brian Hill's the backup? Yes. Yeah. Todd Gurley. So Todd, Todd Gurley's been playing well over there for the most part. Um, I Dan Quinn is this is strange because like you talked about Bill O'Brien and Bill O'Brien at Houston was the was more they said he was defensive a defensive minded coach but he kind of dipped his toes into the offense so I can see stuff changing over there Dan Quinn specifically known for his defense and that was one of the worst parts on this team so it's why he got fired um I don't know how the new interim head coach is going to try and direct his coaching staff and his offensive coordinator to change things that I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is on the defensive side. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest, I wouldn't see anything changing from that. That's the only thing. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a big roundabout way to, to basically say nothing, but that's what we do. That's what we do. We got to say. He and Hall for five minutes and didn't say nothing. Just like a debate. Exactly. Just like the debates, except we're not yelling at each other, not interrupting each other as much. 
as much. <laughs> uh, last piece of news here that I wanted to talk about was what's going on in the Rams' backfield. Now we have Cam Akers coming off on uh, coming onto the field, playing some snaps, looking productive. Um, Sean McVay comes out and says uh, he likes what he's seen from Cam Akers, and they couldn't even figure out before if they like Malcolm A- Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson more. Um, what what the hell is going on? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I mean, we come out week one, Malcolm Brown has a fantastic game against the Cowboys. So I was like, okay, I'll pick up Malcolm Brown. He's the guy. And then we see Daryl Henderson go off in week two. And it seems like right now, Daryl Henderson is the number one guy, but it's very similar to what we're seeing over there in uh, Baltimore to where it's not exactly, you know, split three ways, but it, they're all kind of sharing uh kind of a heavy workload you know they all kind of get their own touches so i think with cam Akers now in the fold that's going to devalue uh daryl henderson because henderson has been producing quite a bit for you so i think henderson still is the guy to start but i think it, it could be a matter of time to where they just kind of cannibalize each other maybe none, none of these guys are startable that's the main thing i'm worried about is none of them becoming startable and that's what I would, if I were the owners of any of these guys, I would not keep playing the fucking musical chairs with all three of them, trying to pick up on waivers the next guy or see who's in. I would just, I would I throw think my Henderson's wife, a sell high guy. Throw my, yeah, you can sell Daryl Henderson high to a couple of idiots or whatever. But yeah, I would just try and either like cheese, like you just said, cheese, sell them high or cut your losses and go and go in a different direction. There's, there's a lot of other guys out there that you have opportunities to pick up and play on a more regular basis. Yeah. I mean, you said him earlier, Chase Edmonds. I think we, that's another backfield. That's a little confusing because we saw the exact same thing last year with David Johnson. He comes in, he gets hurt. Does Well, obviously, I mean, it's a little bit different, but the backup just takes over and this we're seeing the same thing here with Chase Edmonds. He's definitely the more productive back compared to Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake got a little hurt last week, but for the most part, you know, it's just like Chase Edmonds is straight up getting more touches or, you know, getting not more touches, but being more productive, I think, per touch than Kenyon Drake at the moment. I think it's also due to the fact of how much Chase Edmonds is used in the passing game over there in Arizona. And Cliff, Cliff, I can never say Cliff Kingsbury. I got to like slow down when I say his name. Cliff Kingsbury needs to spread the ball out and use everybody over there. So that's why Chase Edmonds becomes a little more valuable over there in Arizona, at least from what I see. It's simple math. You only got to worry about two guys there compared to three guys in Baltimore and the Rams. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking guys over there. Real quick, too, congratulations to our Raiders beating the Chiefs. Love to see it. It's all because we didn't take our jackets off, Travis. That's right. Magic jacket. Um, am I missing any more big stories from last week or anything you want to talk about, bring up? I mean, more running back news. I mean, we kind of, with Austin Eckler out, we were wondering to see what that backfield looked like. And it seems like Justin Jackson seemingly is the guy there. Uh, Joshua Kelly getting a little bit more goal line touches, but I think for the every down back, Justin Jackson's the guy over there. Yeah, they they keep going back and forth too, but I think they're going back to the original plan from the beginning of the season and Justin Jackson being the number two guy. Um, They were super in love with Josh Kelly there for a minute, but they realized they were wrong. He has back-to-back big fumbles in two games, and then he just really hasn't been getting the same touches. 
kind of what happens to you, especially at a team and a team that's competing to fucking win football games. And Anthony Lynn is not happy losing those. I'll tell you that right now. Ugh. All right. You ready to do some um, week six preview here? Let's get it. No Thursday night, unfortunately. Because we what have Tuesday night. What happened? Th- oh, because of the Tuesday night, Thursday now night. Now we get is... double Monday night. Thanks, COVID. Uh, yeah, I I don't mind that. <laughs> it gives me an extra night to play some Call of Duty, that's for sure. All right, let's start off um, the first game on Sunday. Uh, we're going to talk here Broncos and Patriots. This is in New England. Yeah, this game was supposed to be played this Monday, but then it gets rescheduled. Who knows what's going on with Cam? I think that's definitely a uh, a question mark because if Cam is there, I think everybody, the water level gets raised there. I mean, for the most part, there's not really like anyone who really, like stands out. I mean, you got Damian Harris over there who's just coming back from injury. So I think that's kind of a guy to maybe pick up on waivers and kind of see what exactly goes on over there. But I mean, this game fantasy wise isn't too sexy if Cam Newton's not playing. Yeah, I was going to uh, – that's where I was leaning to. Um, I was going to say Damian Harris and Mel- Melvin Gordon are probably going to be the highlights of this game. I think it's going to be a lot of trying to control time of possession, especially from the Denver Broncos side of the football. So, low, slow, nothing much happened in this one. Um, next game is the Houston Texans, the Romeo Cornell Houston Texans, playing – the now 4-0 Titans after their win today against the um, Buffalo Bills. Demolishing the Buffalo Bills. 42 to, what was it, 42 to 10, 12, something, something ridiculous, right, Cheese? Something like that. You know, there's also baseball on, so I'm just all over the place at the moment. Yeah. Um, Matt, Matt, baseball, who cares about that? After the COVID scare, too. So this is interesting for the Titans. Um, what do you see coming out of this game? I, I was a little scared that maybe the Titans would come out rusty uh, today, but they came out, looked real good, and now they go on to face Houston in Tennessee. So I think that's definitely going to help them. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, he looked real good out there. I don't exactly know what the percentage is on uh, his ownership, but if you are you just had Dak Prescott go down and you're looking for another guy, he might not be available in every league. But I think Ryan Tannehill is a, definitely a viable guy. I mean, we saw it last year. I think people questioned him on how good he can be, but he just continues to produce. And he even got a rushing touchdown today. So more sneaky athleticism by the white quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is rostered in about 35% of leagues. So there you go. He's out there, people. Yeah, he's out there. I like Ryan Tannehill, and he's been throwing the ball very well. Um, My thing is is the Titans weren't going to come out rusty because they've been breaking protocol to keep practicing through their COVID scares. So, (laughs) Uh, But I like to see Brandon Cooks going in this game. He's been – now that um, Houston's kind of getting their offense going a little more, feeling a little – feeling that Bill O'Brien weight lift off of him. I like to see Brandon Cooks going a little more out of the out of the Houston Texans offense. Then David Johnson, question marks of what's going to go on now that Bill O'Brien's not there. I mean, he produced a little bit. He came out week one, had a good game, but for the most part, he's just been a middle-of-the-road RB2. Now I think he's dropped down to a flex consideration. You know, you're never going to play well when you got a guy with the same initials, basically same name on the backfield as you. 
It's just confusing. I mean, how are you supposed to know who's who? Yeah, which D Johnson is it? Is it D Johnson or D Johnson? Yeah, that was a fucking dumb joke. Is it D.A. Johnson or D.U. Johnson? Yeah, I'm fucked. That was a terrible joke. All right, let's move on here. Next game should be a freaking good one. I'm excited to watch this one. The Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Browns now 4-1, Steelers 4-0. Their bye was pushed back. Um, do we see Clay pull another 4-TD game? What do we see out of this one, Cheese? I I'm going to go on a limb and say Chase Claypool does not score four touchdowns. <laughs> but I do think that he will be productive now to see score a touchdown with 100-plus yards. Maybe, maybe not. Who exactly knows? But uh, I, I do like Chase Claypool. And from the Browns' perspective, I think they've they've been good. I mean, Nick Chubb is out. Kareem Hunt was just able to get plugged right in there, and he's been uh, really good. I mean, Dearness Johnson, he was able to produce some as well. So I think without Nick Chubb, Right now, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns have been okay. What do you think about uh, Juice's uh, production so far? I mean, Juice is always kind of the guy that he's going to take a little bit of a backseat behind Odell, but I think last year he might have even been a little bit more productive than Odell. So I was kind of expecting a little bit more from him this year, but I mean – he's fine. He's never going to be like the guy that you're going to ride. So I think you're going to want to play the matchups and against the Steelers. You, I mean, running wise, I don't think you want to play against the Steelers, but I think you can kind of take advantage of that secondary. We saw the Eagles kind of go off against them last week. So I think juice, if you got some, some okay options kind of laying around, I think he could be a start this week. Yeah. I see that offensive book opening more and more. They, they, we've seen them runs a lot of design plays to Odell and stuff. And, and Pittsburgh's too smart to just leave him open and let them run rampant with just Odell. So I could see juice getting some action in this game, be definitely a flex option on your, on your, your fantasy team out there. Um, Pittsburgh, I like, I, I wouldn't, I probably am going to think that Pittsburgh's going to try and control time of possession. So if you got James Conner, look for him to have a bigger day than, than them try and go in the air as much as they normally have. All right. Next up, we have the Ravens facing off in Philly against the Eagles. This is a, <laughs> such a weird game. Travis, would you say that Lamar Jackson is possibly the biggest bust of the fantasy football year this year, just because people drafted him so high and he's not really living up to that production? We talked about this in the in the uh, pre-draft stuff. Like, I get the opportunity to put up so many points, but there's so many other quarterbacks out there that you can get at such lower picks that put out the same numbers as Lamar Jackson. And you, they people needed running backs, and they're all those people who drafted Lamar Jackson are fucking not happy right now. And you know what? I fucking tried to tell you. Don't listen to me though. I'm an idiot. So I mean, they they were up seventeen to zero for a long time against the Bengals. I think overall it was twenty seven to whatever. So on paper, if you just look at the box score, they blew them out. But I think the Ravens' offense has been a little stagnant thus far. I think. They're running the ball. They'll always be fine there. I think it's the throwing the ball. They all really all they have is Hollywood and Mark Andrews. So I, I think you're going to need to see that passing offense really click. And as we talked about with the Steelers, I mean, the Eagles were able to fly around and really put a point. So may, maybe it's going to be another shootout with the Eagles. And they're going to keep up, I think, throwing the ball 
the run game I, gets blocked a little bit. I could see I could see Baltimore going up super early and just trying to coast all the way to a <clears throat> excuse me to a finish there at the end and everybody be kind of disappointed by how their fantasy how their fantasy game went with these players. But also at the other token, who knows? I don't really know what kind of Philly team we're getting right now. They look halfway decent. They look absolutely fucking garbage. I really don't know what they're doing. I think they're fucking trash, so I'm just going to assume Baltimore is going to get up early and, and kind of coast on them. So um, I don't even know who's the fucking – don't so you're not starting any of the running backs because who knows which three of them are gonna are they gonna play? Um, but Miles Sanders does have a big play opportunity out of Philly, so maybe that's a, a flex option for sure because of the upside. Yeah, right now with uh, Dallas Goddard out and so many uh, receivers out, everyone's really honing in on Zach Ertz and Zach Ertz. I think put up one catch for six yards last week, so I think that's another guy who's a little disappointing and I. Th- with some of the receivers kind of on their way back, maybe Zach Ertz is trying to look for a bounce back game because, I mean, you would think that Zach Ertz, maybe one of the best tight ends in the league, would be a lot better. And a very high scoring shootout would be more than just one catch for six yards. Yeah, just uh, I haven't been able to watch because I think the Philly games are so fucking boring, but I haven't been able to watch and see what's going on with him in the backfield. Uh, I might have to, I might have to take a little time out of my day next week and watch the tape on that Phillies game. That's what you got to do. You got to watch the tape so you can be informed, Travis. Yeah, I'm trying, but uh, you can't, well, you can't watch them all. I mean, that's just impossible. Um, another w- wishy-washy matchup. I really want to talk to you about a uh, football team going up against the Owen five giants in the Meadowlands. Now this, I want to talk to you about because we talked last week about scary Terry and he put up shit numbers last week. We, you know, we were talking about how he's an every week starter, and that happened with Kyle Allen coming out of the game. Well, first of all, not even starting Dwayne Haskins, benching him, Kyle Allen being named the starter. He gets put into concussion protocol, broke dick fucking Alex Smith. Alex Smith, right? Correct. Alex Smith comes in the game late. I mean, thank God he didn't get hurt again. It was nice to see him on the field, but. Man, what is Washington doing? They're not helping fantasy owners out for sure. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I forget if it was on the podcast or if it was just us personally talking that, you know, Scary Terry, he was able to produce against similar, quote-unquote, tough matchups, but then it, it was kind of a rough uh, environment with the rain and everything it was kind of a sloppy game. And the the Rams defense just, it seemed like every play, every other play, they were sacking the quarterback. So, I mean, Scary Terry wasn't able to really get that type of looks, but the Giants is not the the Los Angeles Rams. So I, I think from that perspective, Terry McLaurin will have a good game. Antonio Gibson, I think, is going to have a good game as well. On the Giants' perspective, Devontae Freeman, I mean, it is the uh, – the Cowboys, he had a pretty decent game. And so we're starting to see him now kind of get in the fold. And he's not going to be Saquon Barkley, but I think he's definitely a viable flex consideration or RB2 now with a lot of these buys coming up. Yeah, especially with the buys coming up. Do we know what's going on with the quarterback situation? Is Kyle Allen going to be the starter this week? I haven't really looked, but I believe Kyle Allen could have came into the game later on, but they decided against it. But I think right now Kyle Allen is considered the starter. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a – I don't think he should be any near anyone's starting lineup as a quarterback, but 
that just that just is gonna affect Terry stats, I think. Uh, and I haven't if he doesn't and it goes to Alex Smith, then who knows? That's so it's such a weird thing. Um, yeah, the Giants, you're only probably looking about at Devontae Freeman. I mentioned Golden Tate last week um as a guy, and him and Darius Slay did pretty good, but like you said, mentioned earlier, um, that's against Cowboys. Cowboys are atrocious, so not really sure if you should have, you know, much Giants beyond Devontae Freeman starting on your team. But that, but now that means that all the wide receivers are going to go off and Daniel Jones will throw for 400 yards. Yeah, but now that I just said it, yeah, you're probably right. Um, next game, the Vikings. Minnesota Vikings are hosting the Falcons. 0-5 team versus 1-4 team. There's a lot of this going on this week. Just bad teams playing each other. But I think this game is going to be a fucking spectacle. Yeah, I don't know about you. The the Vikings have been in a you know a lot of close games against some good teams, so I think they're still a good team. And with Devontae, or with uh, Dalvin Cook out, I or he's not out, but I think he's not going to play because they have the buy up next week. The Falcons, not a really good team. I think the Vikings can handle them. So as I said earlier, I think Alexander Matson's poised to have a good game, maybe even Dalvin Cook esque game, and Justin Jefferson, uh, Adam Thielen. I think uh, the Vikings offense is going to be able to produce. And then on Atlanta's front, I mean, there are some question marks because there's a new uh, head coach over there, but I think you're going to start, you know, the normal guys, Ridley. And uh, I mean, Julio Jones, he has question marks. He's hurt, but I mean, Calvin Ridley is Russell the Gage, there. Russell Gage. He mm-hmm. is, he's, you know, he start him, start him, start him. All right. <laughs> I'm telling okay. you, start him. I've, I've got him in a couple of my teams. I'm starting them this week. They're going to, they're going to fucking shoot out in fucking Minnesota there. Um, I don't know about the running backs from a Falcon from the Falcon standpoint, Todd Gurley. I, I don't think I, I don't, I think they're going to get down early and the Minnesota is going to try and coast. And then Atlanta's going to have to play from behind. So I think it's more just the wide receivers from Atlanta and then pretty much everybody from Minnesota. Um, Lions going to Jacksonville, going to Duval, play the Jaguars. Yeah, this one's kind of an ugly game. Maybe it could be a shootout because they have, you know, two high-powered, not high-powered, but, you know, some some good offenses over there. I think uh, Gardner Minshew is definitely a guy to look at. And then Matthew St- – I mean, t- I have both these quarterbacks, Travis. So I'm going to ask you the question, who should I start? Matthew Stafford against the Jags defense or Gardner Minshew against the Lions defense? Because I've been riding the hot hand right now of Minshew mania. I'm probably going to start Minshew – um, I think I think although we think about Jaguars defense getting rid of everybody, they seem to still be playing decent enough football, and they seem amped up to be playing because everybody's talking down about them. Detroit's, I mean, Matt Patricia running that defense over there, it's it's not working. Something's off, um, and and you kind of want to take the whole home dog anyway. So I would say Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Galladay is back. I mean, he came back two weeks ago. They're coming off the bye this week. Maybe that is poised for Matthew Stafford and him to kind of get back on track. But I think besides that, really not going to be looking at anybody on the Lions front to start. Uh, Yeah, I'm the only thing I'm watching from this game is I'm still trying to figure out the Lions backfield. So I just I would just keep an eye on that. 
see what the hell they do there. Maybe, maybe try and pick somebody up and look at them earlier for next week waivers or whatever. Um, the Bengals going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Joe Burrow seems legit. He's, you know, he's doing good things. Yeah. I mean, they, they went up against the Ravens. That's usually what's going to happen. But AJ Green, I think he is completely droppable. He's hurt now. If you need to make spots for your roster with buys coming up, I think he is a droppable guy. Yeah. I'm sorry if you went out there and drafted AJ Green. Um, that's why I stayed away from him. And I, I figured it was still going to be issues with him. Seems to always be something with him. But T. Higgins has stood out as a number two guy over there and a real option uh, opposite of Tyler Boyd. But I'm really looking at the the Indianapolis Colts defense to just have a monster day. Maybe maybe a couple fumbles, maybe a couple interceptions, and then just they're good. The, and then the Colts scoring points off of that just gonna kind of coast in for the win. I mean, there's question marks of if Philip Rivers will be the quarterback, or people are kind of asking because Philip Rivers has been doing so hot this far. But I think from a real fan, from a real football perspective, I think the Colts are, are good enough to produce. So maybe that means the Bengals will be playing from behind. And everyone wants to know, Travis, what is this? How what is Joe Mixon going to do this week against the Colts defense? Nothing. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of nothing. Uh um, I would say probably, I mean, not nothing, nothing. I think he gets somewhere close to 75, 80 yards, but that's about it. I don't think he gets in the end zone. Maybe a couple of passes here and there, but not not as much as a good mix in day. The, the Colts defense is just too good. And Phillip Rivers, if you guys drafted Phillip Rivers, expected him to be the Phillip Rivers of old, the issue here is with the Colts is, is unlike when he was with San Diego where they would get down, and he would just have to sling his way out of opportunities. Colts don't have to do that. So if they don't need to do that, they're not going to do that. And it kind of lowers Phillip Rivers' ceiling. And his floor is still pretty down because of the amount of interceptions he throws, even though he's not slinging it as much. He still throws errant passes quite often. Yeah, that whole offense over there in Indianapolis is a little confusing because they're they're able to produce like enough, but there's not like a guy over there. I think Jonathan Taylor is having good games. He's not having monster games and really going to help you win your league. So I think just kind of all the guys around there, middle of the road guys that you can flex or maybe, you know, wide receiver RB2 over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears are going to face the Panthers in Carolina. Yes, yes, they are, and the pa- and the Panthers are a uh, they're a sneaky good team. I think. I think Mike Davis has been just everything you wanted if you were able to snag him, if you had Christian McCaffrey or not. I think Mike Davis has really been producing and going up against the Bears. Yeah, they have a, a good defense, but I think Mike Davis will once again have another big day. Christian McCaffrey will be off of IR, but that does not mean he's going to be playing in this game. Yeah, I don't I don't see him coming back until they need to and especially with the the offense starting to get rolling here. It's this game is going to hinge mostly on what Chicago does defensively. If Chicago's defense can have a good day, then Chicago's offense isn't going to need to put up numbers. If Chicago's defense has a bad day, gets picked apart by Teddy Bridgewater, then the offense is going to Nick Foles is going to have to come out and sling the ball. 
Allen Robinson is always a start. He's the guy over there. Everybody else, I mean, I would say if I were looking at it, my opinion would be that Chicago's defense is going to shut them down in Carolina, and you're going to be starting maybe, of course, Allen Robinson, and maybe who's the running back over there? Did David Montgomery come back yeah, yet? David Montgomery, he had a he had a good game on Thursday against the uh, Buccaneers. So that's kind of that gives you hope yeah. that I think he can produce. But I, I still don't see him being you know a real viable guy over there. I only see him because they uh, Matt Nagy does not know how to mix up his offense or anything. And when he tries to run the run the score, you know, run the time clock out when he's up by like three points and stupid shit like that. So that's the only reason I. Uh, like him uh jesus let's go to okay the new york jets at miami dolphins miami dolphins off a hot win beating the 49ers what do you think i mean we've talked about ryan Fitzpatrick already i think if you're playing against the jets or going you're going to want to start the opposite team whether it be for defense or offensive purposes and i just got to give some love to my boy jameson crowder I mean, he's only been available for three weeks. He's been hurt. But every single week, he has been producing. Le'Veon Bell is not there anymore. I think it doesn't matter who's there under center. You're going to want to start Jamison Crowder. And I think he's almost – I think he's at the point right now where he's just set it and forget it because he's produced so much in such a little amount of time this year. Well, also because they don't have any other guys over there hardly, you know. That helps also, That helps a lot. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish I had the, this Jamison Crowder two years in a row when I drafted him. <laughs> that's for sure but he looks good no miami's good miles gaskin seems to be a fucking starter for you guys and um which i told you to pick up in waivers somebody said not to because he doesn't trust the backfield but i told you to so you should have listened to me good shit hey that's hey that's travis, travis can march around on a soapbox and i gotta do it every now you gotta do hey you got hey fucking all for it man i'll admit when i'm wrong that was good that was good on you and then um now I forgot the wide receiver. Devontae Parker. Yep, Devontae Parker, of course, should be starting. I made the mistake last week of pulling him last minute. Well, your, friend Jack, your friend Jack, I think, was telling you to do it. Yeah. Uh, birthday drinking in the morning. That'll do that to you. But, uh, yeah, just for Brandon Ayuk, I was trying to stick to my guns. When Brandon Ayuk performed okay, I mean, they were both coming out of a flex spot, so it was just the difference of, you know, five or six points. I'll tell you what, it didn't affect a win or a loss. That, that's all you can ask for is that you, you didn't screw up that bad. Exactly. It wasn't like I lost by one and I made that change, so I'm, I'm not too bad. And like I said, stream Ryan Fitzpatrick, stream Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, let's move on here. This should be an interesting game here. Green Bay Packers visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, will he get things rolling? What do you think? I still, I don't, I'm still not too high on the Buccaneers offense thus far. I mean, they should have, I think they probably should have been a lot more productive against that Bears defense on Thursday. They weren't able to. It was a Thursday game. So I think that's also always kind of hard to kind of gauge uh, everything. But I think Green Bay is a really good team. I think you're going to want to uh, to start the guys over there. Devontae Adams still a question mark if he's going to start or not robert tanyan had the big game on monday night i think if you're looking for a tight end option uh pick him up start him i think he i think he's good people are calling him baby kittle because he was a uh, you know training with uh george kittle or great kittle as some might say so yeah. i think that's another guy to kind of look out for with Devonte adams 
out, maybe coming back, but I still think Tanyan is a guy who can produce that offense. What is going on with Chris Godwin? Do you know? Is he still injured? I believe he is still injured. Is he still dealing with the uh, with the concussion? Oh, here we go. I just pulled this up. Godwin hamstring was able to do some running on a side field Tuesday during Buccaneers practice session. All right, so we're not looking at we're not looking at a uh, Chris Godwin yet. You know, everybody listened, you know, or listened to this from the beginning of the season knows how high I am on Chris Godwin, and he comes back, he's going to massively affect this offense coming out of the slot for Tom Brady. Last week, I fucking said that you should pick up Scotty Miller, and I'm sure a lot of people were fucking listening to that too. And he got absolutely nothing. He got scorched for zero fantasy points. It was pretty embarrassing. So, are you uh, finally jumping off the uh, Gronk bandwagon? Ooh, he looked good. I thought he was one of the uh, better looking parts of the offense last week. I'm right. telling you, he's getting there to. <laughs> especially during the bye weeks with the amount of tight ends that are out there. If you're in a league that needs to start tight ends, keep a close eye because not a lot of people have Gronk and he can go off one of these weeks. I'm praying to God because I keep barking up this tree. So I don't want to be wrong. You know, with Robert Tanyan already having his bye, I think I'll take Tanyan over Gronk for the rest of the season. Uh, Maybe, maybe right. Well, I hope I can be right eventually, but not maybe not. I'll have might have to eat crow on that one. Um, Green Bay is um, Devonte Adams and Alan Lazard back. Do you know their health? Well, if I just look it up real quick, let's see if I can find it. Let's see. Devonte Adams injury Packers wide receiver returns to practice on Monday. So he has returned to practice. Okay. Obviously, that doesn't mean he's going to play, but it's a positive direction. Yeah. Then Alan Lazard. I got to look up Alan Lazard. I should have looked it up while you were saying that shit. Where, where's Jamie at? Where's young Jamie? He's simping. Yeah. Alan Lazard. I don't. I want the news, man. Can't. He has looks like he's been. Oh, he won't be back. Yeah, he won't be back for like halfway through the season. Okay, so um, MVS still an option then, still an option MVS, and of course Aaron Jones is the guy over there. That's that's all I I just wanted to check and make sure if MVS was uh, was still good to go for teams out there. And Pierce, so next game, um, divisional game. The L.A. Rams visiting Santa Clara to face the 49ers. Does Jared Goff pull it off? What what does that fantasy team look like? Well, the 49ers, they're just not the same defense that they used to be. I think the Robert Woods, Cooper Cup dilemma. I mean, I think Robert Woods had a better game this week. Cooper Cup had better games for the past two weeks. So I think those two guys are definitely startable. Uh, I mean, we've already went over the running back dilemma back there. I think Daryl Henderson is the only one, uh, but don't expect too much from him over there. I think Jared Goff is another capable guy to start because Ryan Fitzpatrick just torched the 49ers defense. So I think if Fitzpatrick can do it, I think Goff can do it, but maybe they want to run a little bit more. So maybe weary of that, but if you got, you know, quarterbacks on by, I think Goff is another viable streaming option. Yeah, guys, I, people with Jimmy G, because he came out of the game late last week, 
I would still say he's a guy don't drop from your team, but we don't want to start him this week. We do not want to start Jimmy G this week. That is for sure. I've never seen Jimmy G as like a viable, like starting quarterback in a one quarterback fantasy league. I think there's guys that are better out there. I know, but a lot of people do it. I've, I've, you know, too many 49er fans, Travis. Yeah, I just too many 49er fans acting like fantasy football guys. I mean, just if you're starting Jimmy G and this is your wake up call, here's your wake up call. The 49ers want to run the ball and they, besides Kittle, they don't have, and Brandon Ayuk, sorry, they don't have that many viable options out there. So I think they want to run the ball to be successful. And if their defense can't hold the teams to under 20 points, they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, and with that defense so banged up, that's exactly what it looks like. So this is going to be – I think Rams' defense has a good day. I Strongly, if you got the Rams' defense, I would start them. On to Monday night games. The first Monday night game, the afternoon Monday night game. Afternoon Monday night game? The Chiefs are facing the Bills, both 4-1, and one, both coming off of big losses. One tonight on a short week, Tuesday, and the Chiefs played the uh, loss of the Raiders on Sunday. So not a short week for the Chiefs, but short week for the Bills here. I, I mean, both coming off losses, I think the teams are going to want to come out and do work. Uh, I mean, the Bills offense, yeah, they might have had some – they weren't looking too great, but I think both these teams are going to be able to produce, and I think this is going to be a shootout. The guys you got, you're going to want to start them. Very much agree. Very much agree with you on all that sentiment right there. Um, CEH, I think the Chiefs try and get back to running the ball more after throwing the ball a shit ton so he could have a bigger game. I think he has bigger upside than the wide receivers on the Chiefs. But that also depends on if the Bills are beating them and the Chiefs got to play from behind. So take your shot if you know you're. But you're the the thing is you're you're not taking a shot because you're starting Tyree Kill, you're starting Travis Kelsey, you're starting Ceh. You're not worried about you know it's it's such a wild thing to you know pick up players or anything. I, th- I think Ceh, yeah, he might not be producing to where you drafted him, but I think just hold on to him. He's gonna he's gonna be fine. I think he's been a un, little unlucky with some of the goal line touches. With Patrick Mahomes getting a touchdown, I think even uh, Sherman has scored a touchdown. So I think Ch still is a very productive running back. And if you want to s- trade him, I'm fine with it because I'm kind of okay with trading pretty much anybody. But I think don't worry too much. Hold on to Ch. He'll be good. Yeah, uh, my thing is just. The the amount you're gonna want to get for Ceh, I don't think anybody's gonna give up. So unless you got a package and you've got some extra guys or anything, just hold on to him. He's gonna be your running back later in the season for sure. Uh, last and finally, the Cardinals going into Jerry World to play the Carson. Pa- no, no, that's not his name. I mean, wait, what year is this? The Andy Dalton-led Cowboys. I almost said Carson Palmer. I... <laughs> oh, Carson Palmer walks into Jerry World to take on Tony Romo. Oh, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I said both those teams, and you you wouldn't know because Carson Palmer played for the Cardinals, and I was thinking of the Red Rifle. He's the OG Red Rifle. 
All right, can you just talk and get me off this fucking thing? All right, so as we talked about Andy Dalton, I think he's definitely viable going up against the Arizona defense. I, I mean, it's Arizona defense. I think they're a little bit underrated, but I think with the weapons around him, he will produce. Uh, I think Andy Dalton's a viable guy out there. I mean, over there, we've talked about it. Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds uh, on Monday. I mean, kind of look around, but I think if you have Kenyon Drake, you're probably going to start him. If you have Chase Edmonds, I think he's a possible flex consideration because that defense is so bad in Dallas. Yeah, until we actually figure out, you know, on a steady basis what Chase Edmonds is going to be in this offense, he is nothing more than a flex option. But um, I think, I think, like you said, they're a little sneaky like the Cardinals' defense. I think they're kind of built like the Baltimore Ravens. So I can see them having issues getting the ball to Amari Cooper. But and see the other two start to shine. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. I don't know. Just taking shots in the dark. <laughs> and Dolan Schultz, tight end over there. I think he's definitely he had a he had a quiet game last week, but he's still gonna be a productive asset over there in, in Dallas. Yeah, no, for sure. I uh I agree. I li- I like him. Reminds me of a less less idiotic Jason Witten. All right. You don't like me roasting James, Jason Witten? No, I was trying to like tie it into Tony Romo saying that Dak Prescott tearing his foot off his leg was just a cramp. Wasn't that the like, <laughs> like Tony Romo? Were you not looking at the screen? Well, I, I, I think he just wasn't looking at the screen. Well, so like we got home and then I went to my room to watch, and I was kind of like in and out, kind of falling asleep. And I like wake up and I see Dak on the ground. He's like, "Oh, it might just be a cramp." I was like, "Oh, okay." And then they do the replay, like. His foot is like turned all the way back around. How is that just a cramp, you idiot? Oh my god! I woke up from taking a nap and I was looking through Twitter. Or no, it was half. They went to a commercial break or something in the late game, and they sh- they mentioned Dak Prescott, but they didn't show what happened. I was like, "What the fuck happened to Dak Prescott?" Fucking groggy as shit. I go on a fucking Twitter look and i'm like oh 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 shit he got fucked up that's that's fucking terrible you see they uh they blurred it out on espn the other night too yeah i mean i i saw it on the replay they didn't blur it on the replay on fox and it, it looked really bad i know we're going to talk probably more about it on our own podcast about the real football ramifications of it but he should be fine next year he'll be playing it's not too bad as def- as long as they keep the wound clean it won't be like alex smith he won't be gone for two years i was i I, I did not like watching it, but I loved watching it at the same time. I was a little upset that I didn't get to see the bone. I mean, were, were you ever, were you a big fan? Do you remember the MTV show Scarred? Hosted, I, I, I do remember that. It was hosted by the, uh, the singer, the guitarist from Papa Roach. I don't remember like the host, but I kind of like vaguely remember like those old yeah. MTV shows. It was all just, just um, like the sickest fucking uh, uh, wrecks from like car crash. No, I don't think that they car crashes, but like by a uh, BMX, skateboarding, all that stuff, and they would just focus in on like these guys with their fucking bones sticking out of their leg and shit. So gnarly. I, I'm I miss that I do, show. I do follow an Instagram account. It's called Hall of Pain. It's kind of like a skateboard account where you just see like wrecks on skateboards and it's bloody and it's I disgusting. I think that's like an OG account from a while back. So you know, if you guys are are gory people who want to see people get injured, there's 
there's your way to, to see it if you don't want to go on the dark web yeah yeah if you don't want to go to the dark web it's a scary place trust me you might not want to go there all right well that's been uh fantasy and then twitter talk apparently for a little bit there um geez you got anything else to say to the people out there nope hopefully everyone has a good fantasy week tyler unfortunately i think he has the worst record in our league at this point the only person with a one and four record oh yeah that's right too we were just watching the um bills game and um cole beasley gets like walked off the field and he's like oh my god cole beasley i just traded for him too i'm like you can't you can't do anything right um yeah so for us over here travis and cheese it's been points and doinks everybody have a good fantasy week except for tyler except for tyler